welcome folks to another episode of That Anita Live, emotional healing to help you create a happier life. I'm Anita, your host, and this week we're learning how to avoid toxic dating. 33% of baby boomers are single and one in 10 online profiles belongs to a baby boomer. Dating is rising among those 45 to 64, but has the dating game changed? Is it different from when we dated in our 20s? Here to enlighten us on the new phenomenon, because it's new to me, and give us some tips to identify and prevent toxic dating is Dr. Nia Pettis. Yes, Welcome, I'm glad Dr. to be here. Pettis, how are you? It's awesome to be here. Thank you, Anita. It's a pleasure to be on that, Anita Thank Live. Thank you very much for sharing your time with little old us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this toxic dating. Yes, yes. How bad has it gotten out there? Is the, is the, has the game totally changed? The or? game has totally changed, and that's largely due to social media. Mm. You know, you're working, you don't have a lot of time. Mm. And so you're going on the internet, you're looking for love, you're surfing. If you're Christians, you're doing Christian Mingle, mm. blackpeoplemeet.com, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Some people are downloading the apps. But the thing that's most important to realize is you're still dating representatives. And so I'm here to tell you how to avoid meeting toxic people. And if you get entangled with one, I'm here to tell you how to get out all of right, it. All right, all right, let's hop into this. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Where does one go? You mentioned online. Mm -hmm. What's next? You know, you meet online, you exchange emails or uh, instant messages, whatever. You go online, okay. you set up your profile, okay. you use a good photo mm -hmm. or two or three. Okay. Um, the term catfishing is a problem though, because you know, at 45, you might not look like you did at 25, but some sisters want to put up the 25 year old ah. photo. And believe it or not, some of the brothers put them up too. Girl. So Girl. the first thing is notice the trickery. If the picture looks like it was 20 years old, then it probably is a 20 year old photo. Okay. And he's not gonna look like Denzel with the, the, the six pack. He's gonna have the two liter, mm. maybe balls, mm. but still wants you to look like you're the Coca-Cola bottle. So the first thing is post a real picture okay. and respond to a photo that looks like it's a real person. Don't go out with someone without telling people who you're meeting okay. and meet at a public place. It's about safety. Yes. Don't invite that person to your home. Tell them where you're working. Give them your real number. Yes, don't use your real number. So at what point does all of that come into play? Say we, we've talked online for a while. You're talking online we and what happens is almost like emailing. You're going back and forth. You're getting to know. Okay. They'll tell you, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, what, you know, what kind of activities do you like? Do you have children? In your profile, you, you screen out things. So you tell them whether or not you're interested in someone who has children. You can even talk about the weight and the height. You can put it all on there like order a man or order a woman. But when you're ordering, just like at the restaurant, haven't you ordered a dish and it's come back and it wasn't exactly what you wanted yes. it to be? Well, you can't always send back your date. So once you go out with the person, Everyone, of course, is putting out their first best foot. Yes. So you should meet for tea or lunch. I always recommend in a public place. Okay. But again, tell your girlfriend, tell a coworker, let them know you're going to meet Tony, you're going to meet Susie, whoever this person is at this place. Because okay. you don't want to meet someone who's a serial killer, who's, you know, 
going to catfish you, kidnap you, kill you, Amber and alert you. And you say meet him there. Which yes. Which means he does not come to pick me up. Don't pick, and you do, and you stay in the parking lot or get Uber or somebody to drop you off. Don't let them walk you to their car either because then they get your tag, they can look you up. You have to be safe in this new 21st century. Gosh. Technology allows hey. us to be exposed to so many things. And so also do a Google search. Do image search. You can put in the image of the photo that they send you and it'll say reverse image search. So you can find out if that person really is Anita Washington or Anita Pettis. Oh, girl, I'm here to give you the tea. Yes. <laughs> I believe in being an FBI yes. when you're trying to find yes. that person. So do all of those okay. things. Go on the first date. Keep talking to them. Then if you build up to second or third date, go to a public Let's place. Let's say I'm sitting there in the public place. We're meeting for lunch. and in No, walks. not lunch. Tea or coffee. No, the person that meets me doesn't look anything like. That's when you give them the church finger. You always be very polite, but you always have some place to go and to get back to work. That's why you have your girlfriend already call okay. you five minutes after you're going to be there because you want to make sure that A, she or he knows that you're on the phone mm -hmm. and that some that they know you're meeting someone, you know. Mm -hmm. And so then you can say, oh, what? I got to get back to work. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. It's a pleasure meeting you, but I've got to go back to work. But it's been nice meeting you. And you go block that person, delete everything that you had, and never respond to their messages again. Because if they're going to come and misrepresent themselves physically, they're already sending you a sign. There's something else down the road. Oh, red flag. Red flag. Now let's reverse that. Mm -hmm. And let's say we met for tea or coffee, mm -hmm. had a very nice conversation, mm -hmm. and he was exactly the person that he presented online. Then that's a green flag that What's you can next? proceed, but with caution. Okay. Uh, continue to talk. Get to know the person more. When you're talking to people, you can text or you can email. I don't recommend listening to their voice a lot because if you like me, I'm a voice person. So if you got one of those Barry White voices, a Luther voice, I might get caught up and confused. Mesmerized. Girl, I might get mesmerized. <laughs> so I don't want to hear your voice too much. I want to know how you're talking. How do you articulate your points? Can you put two Ask sentences together? Ask me about my day. What did you do today at work? So you want to find out can they have a conversation? And can they talk about more than you're pretty and where are we gonna go for this and all that kind of stuff. But I don't believe in dating, I believe in courting because I'm a minister. So I wanna know what is your relationship with God like? Where do you go to church? Are you paying your tithes? Are you active in church? Well, I haven't been to church in the last couple of years. I mean, you know, they're just all pimp preachers. Right. No real. Right. They just taking your money and all that. Yeah. Well, see, you on the X list, slide left. That you just swipe left. Priorities. Left. Priorities. The doctors talk about priorities. Prioritization. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. and then all these things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. The biggest lesson I want everyone to watch this show, especially the ladies, the Bible says, he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Okay. The sisters out here searching, they flip the game. That's why the brothers can turn up lame. We need them. Men are general hunters. They're supposed to hunt and track. That's a part of their DNA okay. to find us. That's a part of the pursuit. And don't you like to be pursued? Don't, don't you want to be wooed? Yes. So we messed up because the clock started ticking and we started flipping what the script was supposed to be. Now, talk about what the script was supposed to be. God said, he who findeth a wife mm -hmm. findeth a good thing. Well, maybe some people don't want to get married, but at least he should want to find you to be a girlfriend. Because, well, 
Devon Franklin, Megan Good, mm -hmm. in the whole weight in the conversation. Weight. Oh, absolutely. Now, in case people don't know who that is, Megan Good's an actress. Mm -hmm. Devon Franklin's this big Hollywood producer you met her on set. Mm -hmm. The weight concept is, and even Steve Harvey did this, yeah. you should go out with someone, make them wait 60 days, 90 days, or completely be celibate, which I propose completely being celibate. Now, some people will say, girl, now you know that's impossible. I say the devil is a liar. Mm -hmm. I've been celibate since I've been divorced, 15 possible. years. It is, it is possible. possible. Mm -hmm. You have to understand your temple, once you sleep with someone, you're sleeping with everybody they slept with mm -hmm. and their spirit. And with these diseases out here, we have to be careful and protected. So wait until marriage. That's the way it was ordained and that's the healthy way to do it. But I think what people miss is when we say wait, mm -hmm. you have to clean out your life mm -hmm. because you can't continue to watch soft porn on television or you can't continue to listen to music that continuously talks about what each other are going to do to their bodies right. and then think that you're going to be able to refrain from that behavior. Right. That which you take in through your eyes and your ears, you play out through your body. Absolutely. What you, what you take through your portals, your eyes and your ears, mm -hmm. you'll take out. And so you can't always be hugged up, listen to the quiet storm. And I love H-U-R, girl. I love the R&B and all that. But you can't be doing all that and all hugged up and not expect emotions and right. temptations and stuff to right. flow. So you can't put yourself in positions where you're not going to be successful as a couple deciding to wait. Mm -hmm. Both of you have to agree. Megan and Devon agreed. Yes. And so you have to meet someone who wants to meet you that, you know, halfway. If the guy says, I can't wait you know, a hundred days and I got to marry you in 90 and you decide he's the one, go ahead and get married. Now, do you recommend any type of counseling before? Absolutely. You should always do premarital counseling. And now some people are doing the expedited 30 days, 45 days. It just depends because a lot of people are desperate. I'm going to be honest. They rather have a man than no man. They rather build a man than have no man. And a lot of people at our age, we already have our homes, successful careers, our cars. Only thing we need is just to drop in the man and we have the formula. My sisters tell me that all the time. My girlfriends, I got everything we need. I just need the man to show up. And so desperation will make you look desperate. Yes. And men can sense desperation yes. like a dog can sense fear. Mm -hmm. You do not want to be desperate. You want to be the queen that you are, the princess that you are, and stay in that royal court and let the king come find you and make him treat you appropriately. Okay, now, is there anyone that I should introduce him to before? Yes, I say screen him. Okay. Uh, make sure that you're bringing him around men um, who have quality. Uh, men of caliber. If they're not in your family, they can be co-workers, big brothers, that type of thing. Yeah. Also around females that can pick up things and, you know, find out if he's going to hit on your girlfriend too. When you walk away from the table after eating, he might say, oh, can I have your number? Because uh, you never know what's going to happen. Just for, just for instance, no shade, but an example, mm -hmm. because we all know this person. Mm -hmm. How did Mary J. Blige mm -hmm. miss mm -hmm. the poor character? in Kindu. No shade, I don't know. It's probably love, because love is blind. Girl, we've all been there. Really? Love is blind. Love is blind. 
It really is. Haven't you, well, I don't know about your personal experience, but I have been blinded as a Stevie Wonder in love. Yes, I have. We all have had that person that has just told us that we've just been caught up and the flags were all around. It was like torches all around. she was in love. She was in love. Yes, she was. She was in love. And Mary loves hard. And that's what we do as black women. We love hard. And when we think we can save somebody and fix them. You know, we like to repair, brother. Tell them what outfit to put on it. Baby, this is a job you need. You don't have a job, you in prison, I'll get you out. I'll be here waiting for you. There's some sisters that will do that. Yeah, but that's why you're doing this show because you have viewers who know all about that. Yes. And so none of us have every experience, but we all know people who've had some experiences. I've had the negative experiences. Yes. And I think it's from the point of background. Yes. Because I have the background that I do, mm -hmm. I've never seen myself being legally attached to another person. Yeah, when you told me you never wanted now, to be married. date, we can hang out, but enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. Don't look at me for future. Now, that has its own dysfunction for another show. Okay. <laughs> but you think like a man. Pretty much. But that's good uh, because you know what you want. It's okay to know what you want because that's perfectly fine. That's not dysfunction if that works for Anita. But if you want a man and you want a good man, you need to read the books by the men like Steve Harvey and others because they can tell you how men think. Yes. Men, you know, we do think differently. Yes, we we act differently. We're emotional. Men don't talk and think the way we think. And we think they do and they don't. So you need to read up so you can find out. We'll be right back to learn more about toxic dating. Now that we've gone through the dating process and we've gotten you to jump the broom, then what happens? What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true authentic self? It is possible and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. Welcome back. I'm sitting here with Dr. Unia Pettis, and she is giving us the tea, honey, on how to avoid toxic dating. She's already given us some red flags to look for when we're dating, where to and where not to meet a first date. We've gotten up to the point to where she has gotten you to jump the broom now. I know people that say that they've gotten married because, oh, we've never had an argument. Yes. But the person that you say I do to and the person that you come home with from the honeymoon aren't always the same person. I think there's something that happens with the signing of the document, the marriage document. I think there's a transformation that takes place because I personally, at 29, I, was, I got married and we were celibate and I married a pastor. 
And we never had an argument when he was my boyfriend or my fiance. Wow. Perfect two-year relationship, one entire year of premarital counseling, everything fine. The day of our wedding, the very night, he kicked me out of the honeymoon suite, cursed me out, and he told me that I look like S-H, you know what, T, and that was I trying to wear that dress to attract other men's attention. That was too pretty on my wedding day. And he kicked me out of this honeymoon suite. I go downstairs into the hotel in my wedding dress. Had a huge wedding girl. I had 17 girls. You know, if you're going to do it once, you do it right. Ooh. I had the wedding in D.C. of that summer. So I go downstairs and I'm talking to the receptionist. And she's looking at me in my wedding dress and I said, can you give me another room? And she's like, you just got married. You have the honeymoon mm -hmm. suite. I said, well, we just had a discussion. I guess she said, well, good Lord, you can't even get past the wedding night. Right. So she gave me another room. I called him and told him the room. He said, come back in the morning, get ready for church because we got married on Saturday night. That Sunday I got dressed and everything. So I'm sitting there with him and the church is like, oh my God, it was the best wedding ever. We did our vows. He cried. I cried. It was just the most magical wedding you could ever have. Went on a honeymoon. He was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He was watching ESPN, doing everything but engaging with me. And he pretty much let me know he married me because he needed a wife to be his yeah. first lady. That so that was question. his agenda. Yeah. And at the time he had kidney failure. And he said, I needed you to be my nurse and to be my wife, because every time I'm going around searching for these other bigger churches, they always say, we, you know, you're a young man, yes. we want the first lady. So I was catfish to be a wife. And so I had to learn that sometimes people have agendas. Even if you're in the church, you can't be so Christian minded that you're not um, grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. And so um, I didn't grow up with a father in the house. My mother was never married. And I always idolized marriage. You know, I'm one of those ones that planned it, always oh. wanted to be married, wanted to wear the white dress, okay. assumed everything would be fine if you did it God's way. But it ended up being verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and then it turned to entirely six years of a wow. total physical abuse from breaking bones, bruise, uh, bruising ribs, um, constantly getting beat, constantly getting cursed at, stuff getting broken. I was in school, he would break my laptop, but tell me I couldn't go. But everything was fine on Sunday when it was time for you. Oh, of course, work. because we were sitting next to each other just like you and I. Mm. I preach, he'd preach, and I covered. And I kept everything in silence because I was ashamed. For six years. For six years. And I don't want you to marry someone because they're acting one way when you're dating and they're wonderful when they're your fiance and you jump that broom and realize that you jumped into a nightmare. That he is not just your husband that you marry, that he can potentially become the monster that you marry. And I want people to know if that happens to you, don't have the pride that I have to think you can fix it out, work it out, pray it out, love it out. I went to his boss who's over him and I told him about the abuse. He said, it sounds like you need to go home and be a better wife. Wow. And told me to get out the church office. Yes, he did. And I told him, he had slapped me, he had all these things. He said, it sounds like you need to be a better wife, woman of God. And so I'm learning, okay, so it's acceptable for this person to do everything. And it doesn't have to be a pastor. It can be a construction yes. worker because it's power and control. The guy can be unemployed. It's just a matter of anything that they can do to control you, to make you feel lesser than, to make you feel, Anita, you're not worth me. But at the same time, if you leave me, 
I'll do this, this, and this. Sometimes he would say he would kill himself because he loved me so much. And then after he would beat me, you made me do it. I love you so much. I could never lose you. And so dating is serious because yes. I'd rather be by myself and be happy than be with someone else and be miserable. I remember Luther had a song that I'd rather have hard times with you than, uh, what is it, good times by myself. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. I'd rather be good <laughs> by myself than have a hard time with you. So if somebody finds themselves in this situation, mm -hmm. what is the safety plan? How do the they get out? The safety plan for escape, I want you to remember this number. If you can put it up on your screen, it's 1-800-799-SAFE. And that's 7233. That's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. No matter where you live in the country, they will patch you into free local resources. You'll get a counselor, you'll get the sheriff, the police, whoever come to your door. They'll plan a safety escape for you to safely leave with your children or without. Because when you're leaving, that's when most of the homicides take place. How did you get out? How did I get out? Unfortunately, I tried to kill myself with an overdose of pills. He had had three separate affairs. And I preached that Sunday, this Tuesday morning, that particular affair, the person called, and they were joking and saying, what do you have to do? What is it gonna take for you to get a divorce? What do I have to do? I mean, you know, we're sleeping together, we're doing this. He's making a mockery of this. He was never gonna divorce me because that would mean losing everything in the image. So I took an overdose of pain pills and sleeping pills and nothing but the grace of God um, allowed me to survive that. I called him and told him it was over. He said, when I get home, you're gonna get it. Now I knew that was gonna be the final beating because he, I never disturbed him at work. And so he was very frustrated. You calling me at work and you're gonna tell me about this affair? Child, please. So I knew I had to kill myself because I was gonna end up in a closed casket. My mother wasn't even gonna be recognize me when he finished with me. But by the grace of God, I ended up, he brought, he took me to the, um, the emergency room. They pumped my stomach. I didn't know my name, Anita. Couldn't tell you I was a pastor's wife. Couldn't tell you I was pastoring. Couldn't tell you I was a doctoral student. Couldn't tell you Bill Clinton was president. They said, ma'am, you are now institutionally, you know, you've gone crazy. They put me on a bed like you're in jail. I've never been arrested for anything. Never even had a parking ticket. Flat bed, just laying there, no sheet, nothing, because you're on suicide watch. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I never went back to him. I went through my therapy. I did the work as Ayala said, filed for divorce, and yes, I left him. Thank God. Yes, ma'am, and here to share the story with us today to help other people get out of their situation. Yes, and so my misery became my ministry. God birthed something called Nobody But God Outreach Ministries. And I wrote a book, a bestseller, my memoir, telling my shame because God, it took four years and I thought I didn't want anybody to ever know the secret. Only immediate family knew, you know? And God said, no, you're to tell the story to save lives. Like this show is to save lives yes. and to help people emotionally heal mm -hmm. and to get to wellness. And so no matter how far you've gone, no matter what you've done, you might've had abortions, you might've been a crack addict, heroin addict, you might be watching this right now saying, I've been through some crazy things and I've done some things that nobody can understand. I'm telling you, get up from that pity party and get you some help and realize this is a new day, a new year, and God has birthed something purposefully in your life. And don't let any man, woman, boy or child tell you you're anything other than a queen. Amen. So let's say she's gotten out. Yes. But 
she's now receiving the, the, the text messages, the phone calls where he just calls and hangs up, doesn't leave a message. Well, if you go 30, to a 40 times right, a if you go to a safe house, he can't contact you anymore. And that's what I recommend. That's why you should call a professional, call 911 or go to 1-800-799-SAFE. They'll put you in a safe house so that you won't have communication at all and that you'll get a, protect, I mean, a protective order, restraining order, mm -hmm. all those kind of things. So the communication cuts off. Because for some women, they have kids. They do have kids. Your kids can go to the shelters so, with you. But he gets to maintain contact with the children. No? Not during that time. That's why you have a restraining order. That's why law enforcement is so important. If you just go to your, your mama's house or your girlfriend's house, he knows where your mama is. He knows where your girlfriend is. Mm -hmm. And what is he going to do? Keep calling, ringing the phone off the hook. And then a and lot then, of the time, or go to your job. People. And those people are going to say, go ahead, go on back. He, you know you got the kids by him. He's going to be better this time, mm -hmm. Anita. And then I'll end up burying you seven months later, looking at your casket, because you went back one time too, too many. Too many, yes. A lot of the things that while you're looking, a lot of times people say, well, why do people stay? Because people yeah. want to know, well, if you're getting abused emotionally and verbally, or even physically, mm -hmm. why do you stay? A lot of people stay because of fear, because that might be their only source of income, because of low self-esteem. They don't think they can do any better. Mm -hmm. They have children. Um, they have a job. They don't want to leave, you know, everything, their house, their home. But otherwise, you might possibly be losing your life. Because if you notice now in the news cycle, when people, before, they would just hurt the woman. Now what are they doing? They're hurting the kids. Yes. They're killing the kids and then killing themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's no justice that can be remedied because you can't even go take the person to court. The family now has lost everything yes. and all you have are memories and pictures. So if you can't be strong enough for yourself, be strong enough for those who love you. Be strong enough for say, I, I, I don't want my mother or my father or my sisters or my brothers or my nieces or anybody, my coworkers to miss me because I was afraid to leave this person. And now there are a lot of lesbian and homosexual relationships as well. So we have to talk about the new scope of life that's out here. And the fact that in this area, you can be legally married to someone yes. of same sex. I'm finding that people are, because they feel sometimes there's always a taboo and a, you know, people are talking about them anyway, they won't call for help. I don't care what type of relationship you're in, you deserve to be loved, to be safe, and to be treated with respect. So call for, call for help if you're in immediate danger, 911. Otherwise, call for a place like the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Yes. There are people like myself who are advocates, who are survivors. We'll come there. We'll be there for you. We'll walk you through the process. We go to court with you. We go to the doctor's appointments with you. We go to schools with you to get your children to therapy. We do the whole thing. We do the walk with you. You're not alone. Now, one question before we wrap. On another spectrum. Mm -hmm. A lot of people tell women, if you're not married by 30, 35, then mm -hmm. it's just not gonna happen. You might as well give up on that. Mm -hmm. What is your take on that? Well, I'm 49, I've uh, been divorced 15 years, and I'm not married um, again, but I do want to be married. But whether I am ever gonna get married again, I'm still gonna be Dr. Unia Pettis, one of the baddest chicks you've ever met. And I'm gonna be fabulous. Mm -hmm. And you have to say that to yourself. Get your own affirmations. Look in the mirror and look at yourself and tell yourself, even when you don't believe it those days, I'm worth more. 
I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be whole. Work on yourself first. Mm. Don't try to always find somebody to fill a gap. They shouldn't be filling a gap. You should be whole, mm. trying to meet another whole person mm. so you can live a whole life together. And with that, with that, what say you, America? Can a person find love after 45? If you do, ensure that it is a healthy relationship. Use the tips and techniques that Dr. Unia Pettis has given us as tools to protect your peace. There is nothing more precious than having your own peace. To reach out to Dr. Pettis, find her on Twitter at Dr. Unia Pettis. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out thatanitalive.com for where and when to watch our next episode. 